Fierce Fan Media. Time we're on then, yeah. I got you, Bobo. <laughs> yeah, I got you. solidarity alcohol. So on yeah. a different on a different note to get in the mood for this, I well maybe we probably should talk about while we're recording. We are recording. We right are now. recording. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Never mind. No, I said we shouldn't talk about it while we're recording. Because I want to ask about the setup for us going live and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I have an idea for it. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the weekly wind down. I am Jackie D, the literary lesbian. I'm Stacy, the new age old school mom. I'm Stacy, the political princess. I'm Erin, the geeky gal pal. Julie, the not so lipstick lesbian. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, jeez. <laughs> Sound effects. <laughs> well, you know. Seemed excessive. Um, okay, tonight I am drinking offshoot beer uh retreat. Um, it's fine. It's a double uh oh. it's a hazy double IPA. It's what I had in my fridge. Jax, tonight you need something like hundred proof no. on that bitch and just <laughs> on that bitch. <laughs> I want Julie to come out with a line of wines and I want all the names to be things like on that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This is for when you, this is for when you're heartbroken. This is for when you, whatever. Julie doesn't get heartbroken. Yeah, but she gets, but she probably could interview a bunch of people about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll listen uh, about being heartbroken. Right. I'll tell you all day what it's like. No, (laughs) don't start, Zach. Okay, shut up, married. I (laughs) (laughs) It took a lot, and it took a lot to get to the married point. A lot of heartbreak, a lot of. Oh, I thought you were going to say a lot of years. It did. But, well, yeah, I mean, but it, no big deal. We got here and I had some heartbreaks along the way. The end. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because I got my hands on the 19 Crimes Martha Stewart. Oh, I did not know about oh. that. How is it? So pretty. Stace, let me see the ball again. She kind of looks like Celine Dion in that picture. From what you know, she looks kind of hot. And I don't think Martha Stewart's hot. I think she's hot. I think she's so so weird, Aaron. You're so predictable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I like old blonde ladies. I didn't know that she was super hot when she was young. Yeah, like I saw the pictures and I was like, damn. I didn't know know who I think she looks like in that picture. And Aaron's gonna be like, she's hot too. Laura Dern. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I she love like Laura, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Oh. I saw Laura Dern at um Disneyland with Baron Davis. Get out of town. Yeah. Yes. I would have shit my pants. I'd have been like, they're a tall couple. Dr. Sattler, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? There's a velociraptor. Stacy, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> Don't judge me. Oh. I'm having a truly again. Oh my God. The same one from the last two weeks. Yeah. I've just been really <laughs> nursing it. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise no, you me. Dick, it's a new one. It's the same flavor though. <laughs> it's the same 12 pack. Aaron, yeah, you're drinking yeah. vodka. Cool. Actually, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, shock everybody then. Okay, what are you drinking? Lady of mystery. I'm drinking. I'm not drinking anything. What? Oh, you're high. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, you're yeah. Fun when you're drunk. I don't know. This is a good edible. So I got edibles when I was in Vegas. 
Mm-hmm. Did you let them all melt together again? Like no, did I didn't. And I did not cut them apart. Like they no, were going to be the same. I almost died the last yeah. time. Good. I'm glad you bird won. almost died. Almost became a bird. <laughs> Literally <laughs> a white dove. Yeah, get them oh, home. Oh, I'm my you luggage. shoved them in her vagina. Yeah. No, I did not. <laughs> That's her out. luggage now. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling mine my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> first of all i have an appropriate amount of luggage <laughs> i don't know i got a lot of i got a lot of frame and luggage. size and no age. like so i'm not gonna lie um a friend well good talked to me and told me that she would put them in her luggage Hey, are we talking about her vagina or her no like her legit luggage. like her actual luggage okay oh, like I'll, I'll do it vagina. okay i'll, do it, for I'll put it in my, I'll luggage. Put it in my <laughs> luggage and i said do it friend of mine that i know gotcha that's awesome so i just shove it in or she just shoved it in shoes oh my my does whole any... story has been derailed does anyone else feel like this friend is gail 100 percent no, it's Aaron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Julie, what are you drinking? I'm switching it upside actually because we have a really bad snowstorm here. And I didn't feel like going to the liquor store. So I've been preparing my uh gray goose and red bull. And oh. it's fantastic. Yeah. Kirkland's vodka is the same thing as Red Bull or Grey Goose. Is it? It's the exact same thing. I mean, it's on it's on the list. It's on our list. It's a, it's a good, it's a it's not, you know, I'm not typically a vodka person because it tastes like rubbing alcohol, but mm, it's actually pretty it. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love me some rubbing alcohol. I'm All right. This week is um Aaron, who's clearly on our game, and <laughs> Stacy's <laughs> weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was really stressed. Okay. No. We tried to come up with just two topics, but here's the thing. So many fucking weird things happened so in the last things. weird. That's week. why it like, took us so long to get you the list. Sure. We just picked a couple of the like, in our mind, like kind of weirdest, craziest things that happened for the week and figured we could do like a lightning round, like just yeah, initial, like political initial and pop culture. Yeah, like, let's do it. Politically Some and of them are big crossover kind of situation so first one is god late edition bless him rudy giuliani (laughs) on the masked singer what is happening in our world why are these things happening to us the tv show the masked singer well the masked singer yeah if you're not familiar the masked singer is a competition show i honestly of those kind of shows kind of dig it they wear big mascot costumes so you don't know who it is and it's some kind of celebrity and they sing and and they give clues to who they are and they've had some really really incredible singers on there and stuff one of them not and so <laughs> they um they you know at the, the somebody gets voted off and then when they get voted off they reveal who the uh who the singer is and it was Rudy Giuliani. And the best part is that, so they have four hosts on that show. So two of them, um, Ken Jong and Robin Thicke, walked off in protest. Yeah, it was pretty great. The other one they had on there that was like a little controversial was Sarah Palin, but I feel like she's been far less of a threat to 
Um, she was never, she wasn't in the Oval wasn't Office at any time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So God. Jenny McCarthy and Nicole Scherzinger, are like the other judges, they stayed on stage, but they did kind of like ask him like what the hell he was doing, you know, like with his crazy, like delusional claim that the election was, was stolen. And so, um, it was just, I wonder what the inside of his uh, mask looked like. Oh God, all that it's got hair dye. dye and, oh, so much hair ugh. dye. Even in it ugh. and stuff. Like ugh. it's so gross. Gross. So gross. Why would the judges walk out? Because they just don't want to in be in protest. front of him. They, they were, were like, mad that he was even guy. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Elevating okay. his yeah. stature. Okay. I, I thought you were saying they walked off because they were mad that he that he got voted off. No, I'm no, no, like, no, no, no. That he, okay. he even yeah. exists. Yeah. yeah I think they said that they're mad wow. that he's trying to stay relevant. Right. Wow. Especially right? because he's like, you're getting investigated right now, bro. Like, what are you even doing? Go like, home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Pack it yeah. up. So I don't know like oh, which costume he was or anything like that because it has not aired yet. Um, but apparently. The desperation to stay relevant is just what's kind of aggravating. And it's so, it speaks so true to like that entire administration and their their whole approach to the world in this country and their their relevancy. It's just so fucking aggravating. Like it's so mm-hmm. aggravating. Rudy Giuliani, just go the fuck away. You're being sued for a billion dollars, one point six billion dollars, <laughs> and well, you're you're fucking around on the mass singer. Well, Jesus, hey. read a room. Right. Yeah. Sarah yeah. Palin, Palin wasn't actively involved in an investigation. Well, I mean, and she was governor of what, Alaska? Right. Who cares? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. God, no Not one gives we, a shit. We love Alaska, though. And if you're listening from there, thank you <laughs> yeah. for tuning in. We have 11 <laughs> listeners in, the, you, in Alaska. I'm sure they're not vo- Sarah Palin fans. Yeah, I was just going to say, they probably didn't vote for her. So it's I fun. actually do love Alaska. Th- Alaska is actually a really cool Alaska's place. cold. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> but I would it's love to go gorgeous. Visit. They have the Northern Lights. I'm just saying, no one. that's why no one cared, though, why Sarah <laughs> Palin was on. Lights. No one really. Sarah Palin's not. a big yeah she wasn't fresh off the tails of trying to destroy democracy she's not (laughs) still actively trying to like he's still in court fucking trying to say that the election was stolen even though he's being sued for 1.6 do you know how much 1.6 billion dollars is a lot it was rhetorical money (laughs) it was rhetorical It's not 1.5, but not quite (laughs) 1.7 yeah do you know how long it would take you to count to a billion 33 years yeah yeah i knew it was something stupid like that 33 years that's That's what i thought you were gonna say about the 1.6 billion that's why i was like it's a lie they're gonna be like you couldn't make that kind of money if you made five thousand dollars a day for the next 20 years yeah that too right for sure yeah oh cool go me to count to a billion yeah, it's oh, something like that. Yeah, I forget. Crazy. That's amazing. You're full of shit. You were so <laughs> sure, though. I believed you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you look it up. Sure. Okay. I would. I thirty-four <laughs> years. Oh. No, I'm counting like in a steady rhythm for twenty-four like hours. What, in Mississippi. How, how many seconds is one point six billion? Counting counting this high takes time, so you want to read the answers before you try. Counting to one million would take you about eleven days. Counting okay. to one billion would take about thirty years. Holy shit. Is that with sleeping? I, no, I think straight. 
Yeah, like they're saying time, just keep going. Yeah. Like I'm saying how many seconds are in So when you're years? 30, you've been alive for one I would million, say probably one billion. One billion seconds. If you're counting to a billion, and it yeah. takes 30 years. So one, a so one billion is 30 years. Why doesn't anyone believe me when I just say stuff? Yeah, I believe it. Because <laughs> yeah. it just seems kind of ridiculous. You're the one that, you're the one that said it. I believe well, you. I, well, I don't know for sure. I'm like, well, why does Well, uh, but obviously I was, I was off a little. I said 33 and it's you 30. That's so I still yeah. feel like you were good. You were good. All right. Yeah, it was a person you. time to have like bathroom breaks in between. All right. No, what's you your next topic? Counting. All right. So the other. So we've all decided, fuck him. Yeah. yeah. All right. For the end, the till the end, end of eternity. Yeah. 30, one, one million seconds or one billion seconds from now. I am curious to see what his like mascot costume was though. Like a, a rat or something. Oh, oh that would perfect. be so, that's a little too on the nose. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, okay. So my next. Um, I hope he's wearing a four seasons landscape. Oh God, shirt. me too. That is great. <laughs> I hope it's one of the clues. It's the mascot for four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Just a roach, like a like a grasshopper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. So our next crazy thing that happened this week was during the process of the um, congressional committee investigating the the January sixth attack, <laughs> um, some records were received from the National Archives that had been ripped up by Donald Trump and taped back together. And so it came out that he had a habit of ripping up and the uh, documents and then his staff having to reconstruct them and take them back together Jesus for the Christ. National Ar- Archive as as required by law. And so God, I can't imagine the kind of paperwork that he has shredded in his lifetime that would have come back to haunt him if he It's didn't. the fucking government. Is this shit not digital? Like, I'm gonna rip out my Rolodex. Well, so some it of it. Okay, so some of it that yes and no. So right? some of it it has to be printed because it's considered so classified that they don't keep like they don't multiple yeah, people don't have access to it. Okay. So if you were it gonna also like needs to be like certified wet ink sign. Yeah. yeah. So so this said it had that he had a long stabbing, long-standing habit of destroying files, which obviously like became a problem once he became president so government employees were required to reconstruct files in keeping with the law instead of him just not tearing shit up anymore which you think would be like the logical answer no his 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 staff had to like piecemeal everything back together like a puzzle it said i had a letter uh i had a letter from chuck schumer he tore it up one official told politico it was the craziest thing ever he ripped papers into tiny pieces <laughs> like a fucking yeah and so the-, the presidential records act requires uh. that those materials are their own by the public not him right is that the most not like toddler thing you've ever right. or heard? Like, like man, I'm gonna rip you down. Yeah. Oh god, he's such a douchebag. Is this not the kind bag. of stuff that he can be impeached again for? Like, he well, can't. How- he can't <laughs> even be like completely taken out when he fucking raised a coup against the country. Right. He's not gonna get impeached for ripping l- well, letters up. So this is the Presidential Records That's Act true. requires that official White House materials, such as memos, letters, emails, and other communications related to the president are owned by the public and must be preserved and sent to the National Archives as historical records. In order to comply with this requirement, this is where it gets crazy, 
According to Politico's 2018 report, officials were tasked with sorting through piles of President Trump's ripped up pages as small as confetti, reconstructing them with scotch tape to put them back together. I'm so, okay, <laughs> so the first thing that pops in my head are these poor fucking interns right. that have like yes. master's degrees from Duke in political science on their knees in some like sparse office space being like, what the fuck did I do to deserve? Like all uh, all I wanted was an internship at the White right. House. Like why did yeah. it have to be this asshole? Like just Ugh. gluing stuff to get, oh my God. Could you imagine Number one, that's fucking humiliating. Number two, he's just one of those guys that one doesn't return a shopping cart and right. two is an asshole to service staff because like you can just tell even after someone was like, hey, you can't do that. It's illegal. He does not give a fuck, even knowing that people have to tape those back together afterwards. That just speaks to what kind of asshole he is. Totally. Right. Just yeah. asshole. Right. Well, and it yeah. said too, like, like he had been like several, several, like real requests for him to stop doing that. Sure. Okay. It says, uh, so this was in the Politico report from 2018. Um, when he was the president says Solomon Lardy spent the first five months of the Trump administration working in the OEOB, the old executive office building, standing over a desk. And I only know that acronym from the West wing shout out Aaron Sorkin. Um, standing over a desk with scraps of paper spread out in front of him. Lardy, who earned an annual salary of $65,969 as a records management analyst, was a career government official with close to under 30 years, uh, close to 30 years under his belt. But he had never seen anything like this in any previous administration he had worked for. He had never had to tape the president's papers back together again. Armed with rolls of clear scotch tape, Lardy and his colleagues would sift through large piles of shredded paper and put them back together, he said, like a jigsaw puzzle. Sometimes the papers would just be split down the middle, and other times they would be torn into pieces so small they looked like confetti. I would fucking... I can't even... I don't even know. I just... I mean... At what point, though, do you tell, like, the people who bring this documentation in, make two... Hand one to yeah. the president right. and yeah. hand, right. hand one to the official record keeper of the White House. It said there was an entire department dedicated to the task of retrieving the pieces, taping them back together again and passing them along. to Talk about government waste. Our fucking yeah. tax dollars. We're paying him and then paying people to put his fucking mistakes back together. Well, here's the thing that gets I fucking me. Hate Remember how mad he got and all the other Republicans got when uh, Nancy Pelosi tore her copy of his uh State of the Union. The best. what a fucking sweet burn right claim that it uh, so it said that republicans insisted at the time that she had cr- committed a crime a claim that was crazy because like she's not the president but yeah well, two yeah. there's a million copies of the there's state so of the co- union right that's not the official you can get on the new york times and get a copy right. of the but yeah, that was a crime. But apparently, he can tear up at literally anything and and a whole little group. Well, doesn't that just speak to... to the absolute double standard of everything that's fucking? Maybe I shouldn't get on my soapbox tonight, but <laughs> why not? I really need to let it out, Jackie. Let it out. He he still hasn't turned in his tax documents, nope. right? No, that and like, they find never the part will. It says like he was asked multiple times to stop it. They were pleading with him. My favorite, I will say from the intelligencer, my favorite uh, <laughs> title. Um, it, so my favorite title of any of the articles about this says Trump even managed to be weird with paper. 
<laughs> like, yeah. Weird with everything else. All right. We'll move on to the next so, one because I want to talk about this one. I thought that was I thought that was great. Um, so another it's one, just so obviously. indicative of that fucking right. yeah. I'm sure even his supporters hearing that, no one was like, What? Everyone was like, Yeah, fuck that guy. Like, of course, of that course he did. Right. I think it's impressive that the fact it took this long to leak and that those interns didn't say anything to anybody and it, this didn't come out. Well, yeah, is impressive in my yeah. opinion of whoever well, was in the like White House doing Politico, that. Bullshit Politico him. did this report in 2018, but it didn't become so hotly contested or so important until they had to request all these documents for this hearing. And now it's like, hey, why'd you rip all this shit up? And the excuse is like, well, we didn't just rip that shit up. Like, it's not like he was trying to hide this. He ripped everything up. Like, wait, that's not better. Right, like that's actually worse. Like it's... Well, it's just, it speaks so much to like the daily grind of a government employee who's like, what do you want me to fucking do, man? Like, this is, this is what this asshole does. This is my job now. They pay me $65,000 a year. I've been here 30 years. You think I want to be putting fucking confetti back together? No, I fucking don't. But that's my job now. Like, it's just confetti duty. (laughs) It speaks so much too to like just the overall fact that Trump never fucking respected the office of president like he literally disrespected it so much that he even disrespected the paper so but like it's it was right. all like weird essentially thing he did. remember when he like yeah. had all the weird stacks of paper in his press yeah. conferences uh, right like sharpie you shit, can't like. you can't he probably can't hardly even read to be completely honest that's, that's probably why he ripped like, it up just ripped it up. He's like, I don't even want to, I can't even fucking read well, this. Someone read it to imagine? me. imagine? Because these have to go into archives. Like if somebody ever has to go through and being like, oh, <laughs> this was Trump. <laughs> like yeah, this, was, oh. this, this glued together, like t- taped together. Mosaic paper. of letters. Yeah, yeah, my, other, my other favorite thing um, was Jimmy Kimmel said that uh, he might get brought down by a roll of scotch tape, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> um, but there is a story, speaking of, um, I've heard a couple different stories about him not being able to read from when he was on SNL, mm-hmm. like when he yeah. hosted. Right. Um, uh, Seth Meyers said something about it. Taryn Killam said something about it. And Pete Davidson. And like, he really struggled to read the cue cards and stuff. <laughs> um so <laughs> maybe not yeah, and surprising no one far off right right yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy. he would suck at wordle um <laughs> <laughs> right. he would just use his name yeah times donald. In a row. <laughs> donald. <laughs> it's just all gray um so uh the next thing on the list that happened this week was whoopi goldberg's comments about the holocaust and I will say before this like went viral, we all know I'm an avid view watcher. Um, I saw it and I, really, I always forget that. Until you I, know. It. <laughs> I don't like to sit down and watch the show, but like throughout the day while I'm working and stuff, like once it gets on YouTube, like I'll have it playing in the background or whatever. Um, but, but I had seen it. And to be honest with you, they were having this conversation about, um, well, God, they were having lots of conversations about things, but um, what she, they were talking about, um, 
uh, banning books and things like that. And so one of the books they were talking about was uh, Mouse, which is a, um, a graphic novel about the Holocaust. And so when they started talking about that conversation about the Holocaust and about the, the graphic novel and things like that, she said, the Holocaust wasn't about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man, which at first I was like, oh, I can see what she's saying. Like there's hella racist people in the world and they don't go out and commit genocide. But then she said, these are two white groups of people referring to like the Jewish people and the Nazis. And, um, and so obviously people got really upset about that, which there was one person who's like, oh, this person wrote a book and I don't, they had tweeted at Whoopi and I don't see it anymore, but, but like super respectfully was like, Hey, that was like kind of part of the problem was that the Nazis didn't see Jews as being white enough. You know, they weren't the Aryan race. Well, yeah, so, they were a inferior race. Yeah. Right. right. And so that was, that was part of the problem, but um, obviously like people got really upset about it. She appeared on um, the late show with Stephen Colbert afterwards and, 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 you know, was talking about it and apologized, you know, and said that, you know, obviously like she just felt like being black when they talk about race, it's just a different that like, she just thinks of race as like, Oh, you're white, you're black, you're, you know, like, like those. I think it highlights an interesting perspective though, because the first people that the Nazis actually killed were Jehovah's witnesses. It didn't matter what color of skin they were. Right. So, so there's all different types of racism. So Mm -hmm. I think it brings up like an interesting topic. It's sad that Whoopi Goldberg basically showed her ass with that in her mind racism is only black versus white well not even just that but like skin color what she was trying to say was like you in 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 her mind thinking about it was that racism is about skin color and you can't tell just by looking who's jewish and who's not and then she said but like i get that not everybody sees it that way and that was just my thought process at the time like when i said that thing but you know I think that's what would be hard too about being on a live show. Like right, saying I was going to say that mm-hmm. too. Was that like just something that came out of her mouth and 10 minutes later she's like, okay, that's not really how I meant it. Or she's she apologized. Like on her cards yeah. where she would like read over that and was like, that's what I want to say about that. And like right. actually planned yeah. it out. Right. Because I feel like what she was saying, if she had just said it, it was a white on white crime, so it wasn't a race thing and left it there. I could see being like, wait, what the hell? But then she says it's like man on man, it's humanity. And I kind of get what she was trying to say. Me too. Just I not- was, at least I thought I was in the moment. But then, <laughs> but then when she was like, it's white people and white people. And I was like, oh, I don't think you 100% know. But I will say like, I applaud her for going back and saying like, like the anti-defamation league director yeah. um, <laughs> did post some, like he did, you know, he went on Twitter and he said like the Holocaust was about the Nazi systematic annihilation of the Jewish people who they deemed an inferior race. And so she did, you know, go back. She apologized. She was, you know, said like, Hey, I did, I didn't know. And I stand corrected. And now I'm learning these things. And if you did suspend her for two weeks, um, you know, after she had already apologized, like she apologized, she taped that interview with Stephen Colbert and then they still, um, they, I just they feel still, like that's a brain fart. They still, I think I she's too. just, 
I think she, I don't know. I think I she think it's a good opportunity for her to learn yeah, how totally. racism affects other people who don't just live in her skin. Totally. Yeah, right. I think totally. too, like the, the, uh, the, um, to her being suspended is important in this particular matter because she's pushed the envelope so many times, which is partly what she's there. Like what her role on the show is right. Is to, to be like the MC, but to also kind of like push buttons when, when the time comes and she says what she feels and she says what she means. Like that's, that's whoopee, right? Like that's kind of why you like her. Or you don't, right? You, yeah. I don't like that she just says what she says, what she what she well, means. And, and I, but I like that she says what she means. So I think like in this, well, I do want to point out too, like her last name's Goldberg. She said in the past that she identifies as being both black and Jewish, even though she's she doesn't pack practice any sort of religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I think in this particular thing, though, I think it's important that we remember like maybe there was this moment where they're like the producers and, 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 the, you know, the, the station as a whole was like, right. mm-hmm. well, and part so of what you like about her is, is well, she this, talks yeah. off the fly. Yeah. But yeah. You, yeah. There were some really, we're going to have to, we're going to have to suspend you on this one. There like were this some really good points. Too far. There were some really good points. Mm-hmm. Jackie, can I just mention these before you, we get your view on this? Um, sure. There were some really good points where they talked about, um, So this article here from Vox said that many viewers felt that Goldberg's remarks were indicative of a growing cultural ignorance about the Holocaust, partly because of the passage of time and cultural memory loss, but also because of the blatant manipulation of World War II history by the modern white supremacist movement and other bad actors. And I thought that's that's so interesting because I remember like when I was in high school, we took, luckily, like I was in an academy that had grant funding and stuff. And so like when we read night, we took a trip to LA and we went to the Holocaust museum and we spoke to a Holocaust survivor and there aren't very many Holocaust survivors anymore. And so I feel like as, as those people aren't with us anymore, you lose a lot of that, a lot of that storytelling and things like that. And it also mentioned in here, which I thought was interesting that Jewish identity is really complex because it includes elements of both religious practice and ethnocultural belonging. So so people seem to be really still confused about whether Jewish identity is a question of ethnicity, religion, race, something mm-hmm. else altogether. Like, right. like what does that what does that really entail? That which makes I thought sense. Was interesting. That totally makes sense. Yeah, I could see myself like I'm not like ignorant to what happened, but I could see myself saying, "Oh, that's not like a race thing. That's like a white on white crime." And then like ten minutes later, being like, "Okay, wait, like." And I imagine Jack's being like, no, they are a race. It is like right. Jewish. And because it's not that both. they were the superior race. And I'd be like, right. well, I guess you're right. Because when I but think I of would... Jewish, I think Judaism, which is a religion. Right. Right. And yeah. I, that's, I feel like it's something I would have just blurted out easily. And then like somebody would have to be like, actually, and then correct me. And I'd be like, oh yeah, you're totally right. That's not what I meant. That's just right. how it comes Because off when, when you're, you're filling out like your ethnicity. White on white, crime when you have to fill out your ethnicity on a form or whatever there's no option for jewish right right yeah so i think it's just one of those kind of weird you know because we don't get like like there's not usually a breakdown of caucasian like you know european whatever whatever like no it's white is your option and so sorry jax go ahead oh you don't have to be sorry um i think one i like whoopi i like whoopi for a lot of reasons um I, I think this hit 
a particular nerve for people because of the uprising in white supremacy and Nazism that we've been seeing as a cultural phenomenon in the last few years, which I think had she said this in 2015, I think we would have gotten a very different response of now, you know, better do better. Like also indicative of that is she should know better at this point because the rise of Nazism and white supremacy has been so prevalent in not just our society, but around the world. Um, Whoopi being on a daily news program talk show should have done more research prior. She should just know what's going on in the world and, and have a better understanding of what Nazism and white supremacy means, not just in today's culture, but in our historical context as well. Mm-hmm. So I was disappointed in her. Do I want to cancel her? No, I don't want to fucking cancel Whoopi Goldberg. Right. Do you think like, she's anti-Semitic? I don't. Yeah, I don't. But I think I think it was lazy. Mm-hmm. I think it was tone deaf. Yeah. And um, I think she should do better. I also appreciate her appreciate her acknowledging it and saying that she will. And Listen, she often admits when she's yeah. wrong. Listen, we all make mistakes. There was a lot of things I thought about different races and different cultures before I educated myself and learned more and talked to more people. And thank God everything I've ever said is not on live television. But she has a different responsibility to the American people, especially being on the view for as long as she has. I also think it's a really good teaching moment because I don't know how many people of different races are consistently confounded with the same predicament of thinking that perhaps it is a white on white crime, which that is not how Hitler viewed it. That is not how history views it. So I think it's a good teaching point for everyone. I will always give people when they admit their wrongdoing and say they want forgiveness and they're going to try and do better. I will always give people the benefit of the doubt. I think we're always learning and growing. And as soon as we cut that off, we're doing a disservice, not just to humanity, but to ourselves. So if she's genuine about it, not just trying to keep her job, which I believe she is because of who Whoopi Goldberg has proven herself to be over the years. I think we should let it go, but, and I think it might be nice to have a situation where someone's not just immediately fired where it's like, Hey, you know what? She's suspended for two weeks. She's going to think about what she did and not do it again. But also we have to understand the context too. all of that being said, we have to understand the context too, of you're talking about a black woman who is, who has faced a tremendous amount of racism in her life, not just personally, especially being married to a white man for as long as she was, but culturally too. She was one of the first long-standing prominent black women in Hollywood. Not just that she's queer. Like she has faced her, her trials and tribulations, which I think was even more disappointing to me that these comments came from her. Like uh, I, I expected her to have been more knowledgeable on the subject, but you know what? Fuck. If she's willing to do it now, (laughs) good for her too. Like, like just saying that she has been through so much and has probably, you know, been, you know, oppressed and, 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 you know, all of that because, you know, she is, it is a lot because of the color of her skin. Mm -hmm. So in her mind, like she sees, you know, the, the, the Jewish people and the Nazis and it's the Jewish people are white. And so are the Nazis. So like, and she does, her first thing isn't race, which I get. And I understand. And I'm glad that she later has come out and said, like, I get, you know, like I, cause it's not that she 
hates Jewish people. Obviously she doesn't. So like, I think that this is a moment too, when canceling her doesn't make sense. Cause well, it's like, she's not hating people. Right. She's not like, she's not speaking out in some sort of awful hate crime being like, I hate all gay people or whatever. She's not saying that. Like she's literally saying like what she thinks about it. Not necessarily that she doesn't and like Jewish Can people. I tell you, I think part of the thing that's getting lost just in this whole story is the fact that like this all started with a school board in Tennessee voting to ban that book because it has some nudity and some that's not language. Why. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're saying. That's not why it, it yeah. paints white people in a bad light. And so, you know, or Nazis and that kind of stuff. So that's, they certainly don't want it for that, but like, you weren't disturbed by the like, I don't know, horrific crimes that the Nazis <laughs> committed. Like you were upset about yeah. some boobs or something. Like yeah. I also think we have a bad habit in the Democratic Party of eating our own and holding people to unrational and unreasonable expectations, especially our public figures, that we expect I was just them gonna say that. We expect yep. them to be right a hundred percent of the time. And friends, that's impossible. No one is going to be right 100% of the time, ever. And I give that same latitude to to Republicans also. I don't expect you to be right 100% of the time. What I do expect to see is when you know better, do better. And that is what I'm seeing from her. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was truly disappointed because I love Whoopi. I mean, mm. who doesn't fucking love Whoopi? But Democrats need to, we have this consistent behavior of cynicism. And as soon as someone falls below our anticipated expectations of, and I hate the word wokeness, but I mean that in terms of equality and anti-racism and just overall acceptance of what has historically historically been considered the other as soon as someone falls below the new normal of that that whatever we've dictated in 2022 of being this is where we expect you to be we immediately lambast them because that's what we expect the republican party to do to their own even though they do not we also need to keep in context whoopi's age mm-hmm. okay she's mm-hmm. not gen z she's not a millennial she's a I think she's a boomer. I don't even think she's Gen X. So her willingness to accept her problematic comment, because that's what it was. It was problematic. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And be willing to learn from it. If you continue to lambast and cancel these people, what incentive is there for them to grow and learn and be better? Yeah. We we need a better, we need a better system for that. It does yeah. worry. First of all, Whoopi's 66. So yeah, yeah she's a boomer. She's a boomer. She's older um, than my mom. Yeah. She, one of the things that does worry that, that I was reading about is the, you know, those who can't remember history are doomed to repeat it. The more and more we distance ourselves from the Holocaust and, and we talk about it, like it was just this crazy, like, you know, man's inhumanity to man and not racism and things like that. And the more we distance ourselves from it, I, I'm worried that, that it becomes more likely to happen again in the future. So, so maybe it's a good thing that we're all talking about it again and a good transition. And I segue from Holocaust to Holocaust leads us to Florida, Florida, warm, Um, moist Florida, who won't condemn a Nazi rally that's happening in Orlando, but is also, it turns out 
maybe kind of going to be in a close race for Trump with Trump for president in 2024 if he decides to run. I can't decide what would be worse, to be completely yeah. honest. Is Trump do you guys remember again good or is Ron? Do you guys remember what I said? What scares me the most is, is the fall of our democracy. Uh, oh no, well, a, a sure. smooth talking Trump. You said a smooth talking Trump. A smarter yeah. Trump. Yeah. Scares me far more than Trump. And, and DeSantis badly. is smarter. Yeah, just by a little bit. <laughs> no, legitimately. I mean, he went to Harvard. So that's why I don't know why oh. they claim he's an everyday man. Like he went to the elite schools that you fuckers hate, but not you guys. I know. Yeah. But yeah. I'm rhetorically. Not a <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I, Ron DeSantis is so scary. He's, he's the cheese on an 88 year old man's ball sack. Yeah. In August. Yeah. Yeah. Like real ripe. In yeah. Florida. I was going to say a rotten head of cabbage. But that's uh, better, right? Yeah. Yeah, because like I'm or worse. I think yours yeah. is worse, which is better. Right. Well, it's awful. Like the four-day-old cheese that <laughs> the guy's finally like, what's that <laughs> smell? No. Okay. And it's kind of green. It's too far. So <laughs> there the Lincoln project is in the middle of like a pretty huge ad buy where they are posting this um this spot, I think it's about a minute long and it's basically taunting Trump and, and, you know, basically alleging a conspiracy between DeSantis, which is how I'm always going to say his from name from now on. hundred um, And Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. Um, <laughs> I gotta yeah. get more Jean, when we need her. Yeah. Jeans. McConnell. <laughs> McConnell. Um, it go, the ad says that, um, that, uh, that DeSantis is a usurper betraying you, coming for you, and closes with a clip of DeSantis saying, I'm standing in your way. Oh. So, like, yeah, they're definitely Fancy. already trying to, they're, they're basically teasing this, like, divorce between DeSantis and Trump. Oh, God. It's like, it, it would be lovely if it was, like, a real divorce, but at the end of the day, like, DeSantis is going to walk away with more, more. So, DeSantis, you know what I mean? DeSantis scares me. I'm going to yeah, be really honest. He should. Because, he well, should. but there was there was an article that came out today from the Royal Rolling Stone, um, which like that's where political news is coming from now. Um, that American Oversight, which is like a watchdog group, are um, saying they obtained emails uh, that suggest that um, he's been talking to Clarence Thomas oh. for some reason. I don't like that. So no, I don't like that at all. DeSantis is, oh, God. he's been, he's been playing this angle for quite a while. And we all kind of thought anyone, I shouldn't say we all, anyone who is obsessive about politics, which you shouldn't be, that's why you have me, um, has been concerned <laughs> about that. It's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health. I don't recommend it, but, but you know what? I can't fucking answer a pop culture question. I have to go to you, you guys all the time. So the thing that worries me about DeSantis is DeSantis. Um, he is smarter, and all of this the the every man guy, the every every dude like that's an act. Okay, he he comes from the elite, and he has seen this as a cash cow. Like it it terrifies me because if if DeSantis can secure power, because this guy isn't gonna fly off the handle the way Trump did. He's not going to 
vomit every word or every thought that that falls into his head. He's strategic, he's smart, and he's going to have funny. The only thing that may be a saving grace is if he actually primaries him and watching the two of them go at it in the primaries. But um, I think he's going to be able to wrangle the Republican Party behind him. And it's not going to be pretty, especially if we're still in the throes of COVID the way we are now. It's, and this is where, friends, this is the first step of the fall of democracy as if this guy is, is in. I hate to tell you, but I want you to look back when we're all dead or zombies or like whatever, living in Mexico, living in Canada. And I want you to just know that I was right. Cause that's important to me. <laughs> I know you're right. It's shit out of me. Like Ron just, okay. So like, obviously I'm, I feel like I know Ron, like, sure. You know, he's, just he's your like, daddy. Eh, no, <laughs> he is not oh, my daddy. He's your Florida daddy. He's your Florida no, daddy. He's not. Fuck him. First of all, Ron DeSantis is. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. Such a. He's just. He is a. It's so scary because he doesn't care that Floridians is, are dying in yeah, droves. He doesn't. He well, doesn't give the, a shit. Like the benefit for Florida is that we might be getting a different governor, right? Like, yeah, thank fucking Fingers God. Crossed. Um, but like, like at the end of the day, like Ron DeSantis lost more people dying to COVID than he won. The election with yeah so he only won the election by like forty thousand votes sixty some thousand floridians have died when i guarantee you 90 percent of them were republicans probably voting republicans so let's let's be real here people ron DeSantis has no chance of being a governor hopefully in florida again but he's real fucking close to being in a primary run for fucking president of the goddamn united states and jackie i 100 agree with you this th- that would be the beginning of the end because yeah he is such a smooth talker well and like, here's people- here's the other thing that scares me i don't know what his game is um if he's actually angling for president or if he's angling for the vice president position then to run immediately after trump um which could be more problematic for us, right? Like, I, do you really think Trump still has a chance of winning? So he, he still has again? 85% support of the Republican base. Uh, 40% of the Republican base would like to see him go. Uh, however, the only thing that rallies, Repo- so re- Republicans are good at the team teamwork, right? They'll rally behind whoever will unseat a, a Democrat. It, they they don't have any. But gradual. even after what happened in January, I feel like yeah. because we still have no. the electoral call. How many Republicans do you know? It's really up to the Senate. Too many. Okay. How do they feel? Because I live in Arkansas. Right. How do they feel? Uh, fuck, that's true. Yeah. yeah. They, they, yeah, they love. Trump. I mean, have you ever seen a political figure where people are flying flags even when he's, they're but, not in office? Like, it's weird. Uh, it's a fucking call. But so yeah. many yeah, it's people, a cult. even Republicans, are angry about what happened. Angry enough like, to not vote for him? Especially if their state votes for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, angry enough to vote for a Democrat over him? They have to. 
it no. have to be the right Democrat. There's no way. I, no. I don't. I mean, you guys know way more about this than I do. I just, I see, I saw. Because you know, here's the thing. They don't care about that. They care about gay marriage and abortion. They care about mm-hmm. rep- a Republican winning. Right. Well, they, they, they care about gun rights because, oh, I'm sorry. and abortion. Gun rights. Marriage and abortion. Yeah. Those are the, those are the big God. three. They don't even care about gay rights. No, they don't even kids. care about like gay marriage anymore. They care about trans bathrooms. Yeah, that's true. They care yeah. about guns and they care about abortion. That's all they fucking care about. Right? They care about killing kids, not killing the one in your <laughs> belly. Like, come on. And not I supporting fucking, the ones that I hate you have oh, when they can't kill them. And all right. that's, that, that is, is the problem so though. At the end of the day is that Republicans get so scared. I like about... watching someone else try to wrangle the cats. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Stacy. I'm, I'm sorry, Bird. No, uh, like it's seeing seeing Republicans like like not be in power scares voting Republicans so much because they're so afraid that Democrats are going to get in there and just ruin everything. Yeah, we're just going like, to free abortions what? every day. Come yeah, on down. It's just so fucking weird how I don't know. Yeah, Stacey, no, I know. Go. Well, I just the last thing, speaking of assholes, yeah. that I wanted to talk about was Joe Rogan. Yeah. Spotify oh, drama. And I read a lot of different articles about this and different points of view. And I haven't listened to the episode yet, but John Stewart's podcast, he had some interesting that I kind of agree with. And so, and so really quick, like just a rundown of the the people who have left Spotify because Joe Rogan and his wild misinformation about covid and the covid vaccine and um you know talking about the the large number of instances of myocarditis in males that are vaccinated which is completely unfounded the ivermectin whole shit show there's just a lot so neil young was obviously the first and the biggest name probably to pull out of spotify um because he doesn't agree that the platform is spreading fake information about vaccines potentially causing death to those who believe this disinformation spread by them. I think it's also important to note, I'm sorry, Stacey. Oh, no, that no, no, go ahead. He, he was around when polio was killing people, yeah. which is why this yeah. is so important to him. Like vaccines saved people in his generation. So uh, when people mm-hmm. are like, eh, 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 he's right. watched this happen with a pandemic before and seen the difference that Correct. vaccinations, I think that's Correct. important that's for people to point. understand. No, for sure. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Also Same. gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crosby, Stills and Nash. Gone. Same. India Ari, which is interesting. Yeah. This one, here's what got me. She said that her reasons go beyond his misinformation about COVID. And um, on Instagram, she said, Neil Young opened a door that I must walk through. I believe in freedom of speech. However, I find Joe Rogan problematic for reasons other than his COVID interviews. For me, it's his language around race. So mm, interesting. it says that he had used the N word over 21 no. times in episodes of his podcast. Aren't we past that? Like, come right. on, oh guys. So then she went on to say, and I think this is very interesting, that Spotify pays musicians a fraction of a penny while Joe Rogan has paid $100 million for his podcast. <laughs> so part of it goes on to, Right. So it says, <laughs> she said, this shows the type of company they are and the type of company they keep. And I was like, oh, shit. Burn. Um, and then Mary Trump also removed her podcast. So did Brene Brown. Um, and Brene Brown, right, uh-huh. which, is, which is huge for them. And so, um, so I thought that that was interesting. Um, but I did read some other articles, too, that were saying, like, hey, first of all, like, is is the problem really Joe Rogan 
Or is it Spotify's like ambition and wanting to make money at sort of any cost? Like, is it just a means to an end to them becoming like, they want to control all streaming media. And so is it just, you know, is it really Joe Rogan or is it that they're willing to let like, yeah, like, like, and have some sort of like, I don't know, warning or, or something like that. But, but the interview I read, I think it was on the Hill um, from Jon Stewart, where he's saying this is an overreaction and that, um, that he said, there's no question that this is, that there is egregious misinformation that's purposeful and hateful. And that being moderated is a credit to the platforms that run them. But this overreaction to Joe Rogan, I think is a mistake. He also said that the misinformation on his uh, podcast is overblown rhetoric. And he gave the example when he was talking about the um, myocarditis and things like that. But he said that Joe Rogan went back and acknowledged that he was incorrect about the effects of the vaccine on young people. And so, um, you know, he said what he said about this was don't leave, don't abandon, don't censor, engage and have those conversations and things like that and come out and say, what you know like have have the conversation about it he also said he thinks there are dishonest bad actors in the world and identifying Mm -hmm. those is much more important to me but that he is worried about the algorithm of misinformation more than the purveyor of misinformation so i'm does anyone mind if i go first this time okay so i did everyone a, a service and i listened to that fucking podcast and sometimes i think we go for too long but joe rogan goes way too long like oh my god it's so long um (laughs) a few things i took away from it and full disclosure that was the first joe rogan listen he's not my demographic (laughs) i'm not his target audience that's fine i don't have to be like he doesn't make podcasts for people like me (laughs) that being said (laughs) i was I I was expecting a little bit more negative rhetoric from him than what I actually got listening to it um, because he did. It, so the guy, the, the one that's in question, the one that there, a lot of them are citing, the person said, you know, the mitochondrias, the vaccine affects it. And he and Joe Rogan actually said, in fairness, so does COVID, though. So like you're rolling the dice either way. Here's the, here's the thing. I, I don't. I fully believe that Joe Rogan has radicalized people. And the reason I think he's radicalized people is because I think when he was available on YouTube and when he was available in other, other areas, our algorithms point, I mean, we're all fucking proponents of, of TikTok, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm on Swift talk hundred percent. Like we all start seeing things that we like. And I think that by liking and listening to Joe Rogan, it sends you down this rabbit hole of other radicalization. Mm -hmm. Now I actually have taken the approach that I'm happy he's behind a paywall now because you now have to pay to listen to him and he's not free for anyone to listen to because his, the majority Joe Rogan has 11 million listeners at every episode. Okay. That's astronomical. And his target audience is a 24 year old male. Okay. Do you want him? Because let me tell you something. If Spotify dumps him, Joe Rogan's not going away guys. It it doesn't matter. I know. Well, here's the thing. I know how you guys feel about him and I get it. I don't fucking like the guy either, but he's not going to go away and he's going to walk away with a hundred million dollars in his pocket. And he's going to be able to be on any platform he wants without a paywall. So I actually think 
sectioning him off behind this, like you have to pay to listen to this and you're not going to get sent down these extremist views of algorithm um, interpretations is actually a beneficial thing. Like you're not going to go down a YouTube rabbit hole with him. You're not, you may be, you may be pushed to other podcasts, but not the ultra dangerous. I, I think I don't agree with the things that Joe Rogan stands for. The thing I think Joe Rogan is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Also, and I can think that, and because <laughs> I think that I actually think the best place for him to be is behind a fucking paywall. Now, I don't hate on people for leaving the platform over. You have to do what you feel is right for you and you have to stand firm in your beliefs and you need to, you need to follow that. If Neil Young wants to pull his music off, that is his decision. If, if Crosby Stills and Nash wants to pull their music off, that is on them. I don't hate on them for that. That is, we, we have the, these free decisions in this country to be able to do such. I do think it's dangerous though, to jump on this bandwagon, to be pushed. And I think Spotify, of course they're after the money. We live in fucking capitalistic America anyone who continues to act surprised by this fuck off like you're you're being so disingenuous about the whole thing like you're fucking high of course they're after the money you you fucking pine cones like but at least he's he's sectioned off and i i just think that like wanting to censor people wanting to to deplatform them is the inaccurate approach. Let me tell you something. The more attention y'all are bringing to him over your fucking TikToks and and your mentions and your posts, you're making him more popular. You're making him more fucking popular because people are tuning in to listen to to his four hours of babble about and it's dizzying. It's nauseating. I even if I liked what he said i wouldn't sit there for four hours and fucking listen to this asshole like well, i just this is wouldn't. what i think is interesting yeah. about john stewart is that this is why i love john stewart so much because it really makes me think because at first i was like joe rogan's the worst how dare he blah 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 but this is what he said when he was talking about algorithms and stuff too and like who's really the problem he said misinformation will always be out there but if the algorithm drives people further and further down the rabbit hole the algorithm is the amplifier and 100%. the catalyst and the catalyst of extremism. And 100%. so he also said um, that, um, uh, where'd it go? Well, Joe Rogan was saying, like, he's not trying to promote misinformation. He's trying not trying to be yeah, controversial, he is. blah, 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 blah. That's I mean, he, is. he totally is. But but it does have that, like, it's that whole, like, the algorithm is an amplifier and the catalyst of extremism. And whether you I like it or know. not. I don't like it either, but it, 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 that, that is what, that is the world we fucking live in. Mm-hmm. So I was all geared up to say exactly what Jack said. I was oh, like, sorry. Oh, take everything I wanted to say, but to add to that is that like taking him off would make a whole bunch of people go that censorship, be real mad, look him up on other platforms for somewhere to watch. And oh, and you know, you'd get that. popular. Like, they're just trying to hide yeah. the real information and the real yeah. science. They're trying to hide the truth. But if they put a warning on it and saying, they this are is not factual, mm-hmm. this is an opinion based podcast. They are. Yeah, with they are. Lots of warnings that say, this is, you know, this is not based on any facts. I feel like that speaks more volumes than pulling him. Well, pulling here's him the other- is like censorship and it's going to make everybody mad. Here's Just the other thing too. All over it. Hey guys, if you don't like what Joe Rogan has to say, just launch a fucking podcast. 
debunking everything that he says and market it like that. Be the voice that debunks Joe Rogan. Nothing is stopping you from picking up a microphone and voicing your concern. And again, if people want to pull their shit off off Spotify, that is their choice. But censoring him is not going to make Joe Rogan go away. And every post that you make about him him amplifies his voice. Mm -hmm. And in conjunction with the other like side podcast that Stacey Aaron and I run, stop fucking bugging Taylor Swift to pull her shit off Spotify over it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not her responsibility yeah, to fix really Joe Rogan. <laughs> like that's no. a capitalistic problem. I don't know problem. if you guys saw this. I don't know if you guys saw this too, what I read on Facebook that Millie Vanilli <laughs> pulled someone else's music. No one did. Oh! <laughs> that was good that was really good oh Oh. and listen if you want to cancel your spotify subscription over it that's your decision too but understand making joe rogan go off spotify doesn't make joe rogan go away he's an american citizen have you guys heard that tiktok song it's like stop giving um microphones to men <laughs> Stop giving men microphones. Like I love that. Joe, Joe Rogan, my ringtone. He's a juggernaut in this industry. <laughs> like he he's been doing this for 20 years. You get him off Spotify, he's going somewhere else. You're going to make him richer. And I say all There's of no that such thing is bad publicity, still publicity. And I say all yeah. that while still yeah. saying I think he's a fucking idiot. Like I, all of those things can be true at the same time. He's a fucking idiot. And all of the attention you're giving him is making him richer. You know, you know what I think about? Like, I like how you said, um, make a podcast that debunks everything that he's saying. You know why people don't do that though? And I don't blame them because they're scared of what he's going to say back to them. Like, because he's so vulgar and mean and, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to go up against people like that because you're like, Oh God, I don't even want to deal with this guy and what he would do to like my mental state. But imagine how much that would make you popular. Yeah, that's true too. Like he would start talking about you on his show. You'd get millions of fucking listeners. If Joe Rogan that acknowledged guy has a mask on TikTok, it's just like a white mask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anonymous. That he it, like debunks and like. Calls out a bunch if of Joe Rogan, good. if Joe Rogan acknowledged your podcast on his podcast, you'd be fucking rich. Oh my hey, god! Joe, yes. Hey Joe, mention us. Hey Joe, no, we're gonna debunk you. Listen, I can, I can J-U-L-I-E. Everyone knows how to spell Julie. I can assure you that not a single, no, not a single person that listens to our podcast also listens to Joe Rogan. I don't know. I can have Matt. Do you know of his eleven million followers? Of his eleven million followers. 10.4 million of them are 24 to 26 year old men. Yeah. Oh, that's sickening. Oh, that which is why, why single. this oh. is why you want him behind a paywall. Yeah. It's also why I'm single. Paying <laughs> people minimum wage. So they can't afford Spotify. All right, Joel, what's your, uh, oh, does anyone else have anything to say about Joe Rogan? Sorry. No, fuck Joe no. Rogan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree with Bird. Nope. Okay. Well, but not in like a some- good way. I've got some exciting news in space today. Um, (laughs) Now for the space segment. (laughs) 
So this week, NASA started aligning the Webb telescope, which is super exciting because it has exceeded all expectations. And for anybody listening who actually has a telescope, so it takes three months to align this big telescope. For anybody out there that's bonkers, right? Like just bonkers, yeah. But for anybody that's ever even attempted or has a telescope, you understand why that would take so long because you can get something in your sights. You have to have your weight measured on your telescope so that it can stay in the same spot. You have to sit there and mess with the scope so that it can get a good image of it. Like it takes, even just on a normal telescope, it can take a long time to do it in patience. So it's going to take the engineers three months to align it, but the images that they're already getting, even though they're blurry, they said are exceeding all of their expectations. Can't wait. Everything is going perfectly with this telescope, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, Also, which I think is interesting, Toyota is working with um, China. I'm sorry, Japan. I'm sorry. Toyota is working with Japan to launch basically a lunar a lunar cruiser. Which for people that don't know what lunar, <laughs> well, people don't know what lunar is, it's the moon. It's a lunar. Some people don't know. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. People don't. Toyota is working with Japan to launch a lunar cruiser to help. AKA um, moon cruiser. So so that people to help with the ambition of hopefully having life on the moon by 2040. Now it's not going to be ready until the late 2020s. What, what they mean by that, just that people aren't confused that Toyota is not fucking building condos or anything like that. They're literally tr- help, w- working with Japan to make a machine that can roll around on the moon that has different functionality than other stuff that we have right now. So it'll have a scoop, a sweep, a hand to pick things up because you cannot r- r- right now, w- you, you cannot live on the moon. You know, it, it's going to be a vehicle for people to have on the moon. What if we're somehow able to get there. So that's what they're working with Japan with. Um, You're still going to have to. 2040 is not that far away. No, you know, but, but first, you know, they're going to have to develop. They're going to have to land (laughs) spacecraft there for people to survive it and everything like that. This is just going to be something for, if that ends up happening for people to be able to communicate in these cruisers while they're on the moon, which I thought was really cool. And they're calling it, um, it's a launch late 2020s. So they're basically giving a shout out on it to, they're calling it the lunar cruiser, but they're calling it that as like a, a, a homage, a homage, a homage, a homage, homage. Yes. homage. homage to Bob. Toyota Land Cruiser. Bob. So, oh, mean, the Lunar Cruiser, like the Land Cruiser. The Lunar Cruiser, right, like the Land Cruiser. So, so I have a question for you, Joel. Yeah. This is a leg- legitimate question. I'm not being a dick. Um, is there expectation, because I'm, I've am i followed the 
James Webb, but I, I'm not as familiar with the whole Toyota decision and the whole 2040 being colonized on the moon. Is there expectation like once you live there that you're kind of there or are they also planning transport? Like you can come back. It sounds even oh, weird like even saying. I, know, like, just come back I don't mean like, I don't mean like commute. Like you're not going to go every day, but like once you're kind of there, <laughs> is it like a, a you're there or. So for, from what I have been reading, that is going to take more. Cause right now we're, we're not even making it to the moon again. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to go there and see if you can actually sustain life on the moon in some capacity. I don't imagine that they would expect people to live or to leave their entire life on earth because the only people that are going to be able to go up there in our lifetime are going to be trained astronauts. And not everybody is married to another astronaut or has kids that aspire to be astronauts. So I would think that it would be for a specific amount of time, probably longer than what they've done before. Right. But I, I would imagine they're not going to ask people to leave. And, you know, kind of like the space stations, they'll have groups go in and out for, you know, six months and then a year, two years, you know, for whatever astronauts are. Aaron, we should mark this down for glitch. Maybe there would be an Airbnb on the moon and people could go oh, stay there for like the an rich amount people of would probably find something like that. Oh my God, that. if we could send I mean, Jeff Bezos just to the moon and leave him there, that, that would way. be ideal. I gotta ask, yeah. I gotta ask, like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, like, who? no Floridians allowed. <laughs> I don't know. I want to go live on the moon. To be completely honest, I don't burn. Although I don't think I'm a Floridian. I truly, I'm like, I just live here. Well, and what's interesting for the nice parts. What's wait? Oh, go no, no, go ahead. I just want to ask you, like, why, Julie? Why? Why? why, Are you are you are you excited about this? You want to? You want? Are you going to go to the moon? Oh my God! If they said right now, we don't know if you're going to make it. We're going to shoot you off into space. I would go. Like wrong gravity, person, you want to you want to shoot me out into space, and that's how I go. I'll be damned. I would fucking go. Send me off. Beat me up, like Scotty. I'm, I'm out of here. You'd be, oh, yeah, yeah. be there, going, Julie. Yes. Come that's on, no. okay. Like, think so about this. This is Absolutely. my thing, like that's okay. So one of my, my all time biggest fears, I mean, aside from being buried alive is to actually be trapped in space, like <laughs> just floating around in space. Like the shit so Pisces weird. worry about is I just mind blowing. So when I saw that the that's movie, like even a thought. Right, like the, yeah, the, it's not sorry, 1742, I, nor is it 2342. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. And I'm not nobody's an astronaut. Gonna, nobody's going to make you go to the I mean, moon, Aaron. You I know. But like, it literally just gives me such anxiety to like, what happens if all of a sudden you're driving around on your lunar cruiser and you hit a bump and then you're fucking flying off? You don't, you don't have to go to the moon. Your thrusters don't work. Your thrusters malfunction. We won't, and now we you're won't flung, take you to the Airbnb. Now capacitor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I literally think nobody's going to waste the that. money shooting you off into the moon when you don't want to go. Right. You're, okay. You're fine. You're not going to RSVP to the you're, moon B&B. But you know what I'm saying? Like, at the, at the, <laughs> you're earthbound. I check, no, I will not be yeah. traveling to the moon. Thanks for no. the invite. And see, you're done. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it anymore. 
You will die in climate change catastrophe with the rest of us. Well, let's be real. We're going to go up there and ruin the moon. Oh, for sure. We're going to ruin ruin Mars when we get there. We're going to ruin whatever the fuck. We're already on Mars. That's what I was going to say. Their little buggy they have on Mars right now just took a bunch of pictures and it was 81 of them. It has. They found a fossil, didn't they? Yes. It's this little buggy that literally has a selfie stick that can take pictures and it just put together 81 pictures. Yeah. It's really cool, but that's why I don't, I, I don't know why they're so dead set on going to the moon when we already have something strolling around Mars. Like our transport. Yeah. It doesn't take as long to get to the moon. Yeah. But why? It's like why are, just a planet away. It's just a moon away. It's still hard. <laughs> so I feel like it's still so harder lonely. to get to for them though. Like I'm going to make posters, the moon. And the moon Mars away. actually has seasons. So, like, they have four seasons like we do. They're called souls. Four seasons total landscape. They're called souls. Yeah, that's like in the movie The Martian. Nobody cares. I do souls. I care a lot. I care. I care. I was just tying it back to our I literally said, I literally said it's like in the movie The Martian, and he was there for so many souls. Mars actually has four souls like we do. Their longest soul is is spring, and... It's it's measured differently than Earth years. They call it uh, Martian days, and they're um, got really really original on that one. I know (laughs) Martian days. So I don't, but and I think it's because of the soil up there. It's filled with so much iron and stuff. There's no way they could ever actually sustain. You know, there's no water and things like that. But the moon. You know, I, I don't, I, I wish that they would focus more on, but you know, I'm, you know. I wish they'd focus more on fixing Earth. <laughs> we all have preach. our favorite planets. Yeah, but I really yeah. love space. Pluto. <laughs> I mean, space is cool, man. Space is awesome. Space is scary as fuck. For any to- of our listeners that are curious, you can just go to into Google and type where's web with two Bs and it'll take you straight to the NASA website that will track web and you can follow along and read all about it. It's really cool. Yeah, Stacy awesome. sent me that and it is really fucking cool. Yeah. I, th- th- another thing I wanted to bring up um, is that it was the opening ceremony today for the Winter Olympics Yay. and I'm super stoked about- I, I love, love the, the Olympics, Olympics, Julie, I'm with too. you. And I'm really, the one that I'm specifically or particularly excited about is Sean White. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> mine's mine's snowboarding. <laughs> and well, this is this is gonna be Sean White saying it's his last year. And I don't know how old our listeners are, but I've been following Sean White because we're around the same age. He's 35, I'm 36, and he's such a fucking badass snowboarder. He's 32 said, to 47 is our okay. So yeah, Sean White's 35. <laughs> so I've been following him basically his whole career. And, we're teenagers, yeah. Um, me too. He, this is, he's saying this is going to be his last Olympics and he's fucking killing it. He also yeah. has a TikTok, which his is really TikTok's cool. hilarious. His TikTok yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. And he'll give you a tour of his room and stuff. He's really, really cool. And so I'm super stoked to see him. Okay. But can we talk just for two seconds about like the lady athletes that are popping up on TikTok now from the Olympics? They're delightful. I love it. Big fan. All right, let's jump into. Sorry, Julie, are you done? Oh wait, yeah, no, you yeah, guys I'm can done. play my favorite game with me when you watch ice dancing or figure skating. No, the no one's doing that. No and one's try that. and guess if they're fucking. No one's doing that. Okay, that I'll would do be it. a fun game. It's a fun <laughs> game. You try and like. Game. Okay, are they a thing? Aren't half of them related? 
Isn't there a TikTok about the, it? The one last time was the brother okay. sister from for from me. Here, if they're but... fucking or not would all depend on the dip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, how, I did. Yeah. The last year, though, the ice dancing ones, the ones that did to Moulin Rouge, I thought for sure. Were, no. but I don't think they. All right, what's everyone obsessed with? <laughs> um, I know you guys all know what I'm going to say. We had two <laughs> surprise litters of piglets. Oh, yeah. And um, I don't mean surprise. Yeah, I don't mean surprise. Like. I put my boy and girl together and didn't know when it was going to happen. We rescued a mini pig that was running around town for a month that people all over the place were trying to catch. It got into my neighbor's goat or not goat pen, um, horse pen. And we were able to trap it. And it looked like a either castrated male or a female. We couldn't really get underneath it. So we threw it in with my females. Turns out he had inverted balls and it was a fully intact male. We had no idea. My daughter went down to feed the pigs one morning and said, mom, we have piglets. And I said, no, I just bred last month. That's not possible. I, that's physically not possible. And she was like, no, we have piglets. And I went down and looked at them and they are the wrong colors. I breed all black pigs and they have the coloring of that little shithead mini pig. Um, and my girls so he got to four of my five girls and we right now have 10 piglets and we're expected to have probably 20 by the end of february holy motherfucker i said they might have been inverted but they were mighty yeah they were mighty (laughs) because he was able to impregnate all four of my five girls within a couple weeks I mean, it was just like, hey, wham, bam, hey. thank you, ma'am. With it's no probably equipment. why he was running around town. He saw a horse and said, I can't reach that. No. I, no. I don't know how he reached <laughs> my big, pig. my <laughs> big mama is like 200 pounds and he's like 50 pounds and he's oh, short. He's man. a mini pig. So he's little and she is like, a, her junk is probably a good foot off the ground. So I have no idea how he got up there. And figured it out. His business. <laughs> he but like, I have three of my girls on the fence um (laughs) they were stunted in growth so they are not pigs i was gonna breed they're not pigs that we're gonna butcher they are just tiny little black pigs and he got to them and so i have no idea what he got to them (laughs) he got to them I have no idea what these piglets are going to turn out. Can you see like. this horny little pig just running oh, around? God. What is right? it like weird looking? All right. Time to see what are you obsessed with. That's so oh, cute. Oh, I don't know. I All right. Erin, what are you obsessed with? Oh. oh, I got you. So, <laughs> we're getting I, Sorry, Bird. Um, I Damn. watched this movie on HBO Max. So <laughs> we're going to come back to you after Erin. No, okay. you can go, Bird. Bird, you got it? I got it now. Okay, okay go, Bird. <laughs> Okay, I just got caught up on Euphoria, <laughs> and I literally had to text Aaron and be like, "Do I like Cal now?" Right? His yeah. melt. First of all, I would watch an entire show of him as a teenager. Same. And his meltdown when he's just peeing all over the <laughs> entryway. And he they're said, like, Dad, can you put your fucking yeah. dick away? And he's like, no. And he's just standing there like with I his know, dick like, we I just was... saw Mark Sloan's penis. It's a prosthetic. It's a prosthetic. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was laughing. So I was like cackling. I care I about him now. Too. I, I, well, I care about I'm him, like, but I, I also get think it. we shouldn't forget that he's 
a dick like he's a legit know, piece of right. shit like we don't forget that just because he's coming out of the closet going i'm gay i don't know where the fuck i'm heading but i'm gay it was just like, such a good like a good guy such a good but he was so wasted and he's got his like head injury and he's the way he just like picked like the family portrait the off of the wall and he's uh, like i hope he gets hey, an award for that you, entire who's thing the mystery kid was, uh, that i was like who is this other kid the mystery People kid are is trying to say it's ashtray, ashtray but yeah don't line up yeah wait no. what mystery kid in the, in photo, the picture, the family there's photo. three boys. There's three yeah. boys. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. 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 People are trying to say it's Ashtray, but the boy is older. And when uh, Fezco got Ashtray, he was a baby baby. He was a baby. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I was like, I was just laughing the whole time. Maybe it's Fez. Like, he was talking to the other kid yeah. and he was yeah, like, he was, he was like the porn we saw on your computer was like how disgusting it was and yeah. whatever. And when he was like talking to the wife, he's like, you know, marrying you was not a mistake. And to Nate, he was like, you were. <laughs> I know. That felt good. So I'll give good. him that. I fucking I just love the whole thing. All right, Aaron, what are you obsessed with? Um, I'm I'm also obsessed with Euphoria. It's such a fucking. All right, Julie, what are you obsessed show. with? No, wait a second. No, <laughs> that's not fucking fair. Oh. Hey. You're not even hurting cats. You're choking them out. Knock it uh, out. No. I mean, literally. Um, I know, grumpy bear. Relax. <laughs> gave bird my time. Reclaim my time. Reclaim my time. No, so I watched this movie on HBO Max called The Fallout. I don't know if you guys I watched did. it. Yeah. Oh my yeah, fucking God. I thought it was one of the best movies I've seen in quite some time. Um, the acting was superb. Uh, the dealing with the aftermath of a school shooting and and I loved, oh, I love the that. idea of two completely different types of people being forced to kind of survive together. And then like what happens afterwards, what, the, the thing that connects them now is like one of the biggest things that's ever happened in either of their lives. Like, I just thought it was so well done. I loved um, the relationship that Veda had with like her, um, with their family. Um, it just, God, it was just such a good movie. I I truly think if you have HBO Max and you can watch this movie, you need to. Like you need to. It is important. It's 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 not just oh some of these kids become activists. No, some of these kids don't fucking come back from it. Yeah, they're damaged yeah. forever. And then you watch and them go through it again. Like yes, and it's like every time it happens, they relive these this experience. It's you know it's it your friend loses a parent after you've lost a parent, you understand their pain. So this person is back into this, po this traumatic experience where they have to go through it again and again. It just was just so fucking. Oh, I didn't realize it had like Maddie Ziegler and Shailene Woodley. Like, yeah. So, so here's, yeah. here's the only thing I'll say about this. I watched it. I agree with Aaron. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Here's what I was disappointed in. Uh, the IMBD reviews. Um, some of these people who were like, I'm so tired of this woke, woke culture and blah, blah, blah. No, fuck off. Yeah. Like these kids at like 15 years old are expected to go through one of the most traumatized. I have watched grown ass men not be able to recover from watching a person they don't know be shot in combat. And you expect these fucking 15 year old kids to watch someone, even if they don't know them personally, they know them. They've gone to school with them their whole lives yeah. to recover from it in fear for their own life. Like you have you claim to have respect for veterans and what they have gone through, yet you have zero capacity to 
to, to accumulate any type of empathy for a group of kids that has to watch their classmates be gunned down at school, Mm -hmm. at least in the military, you know, you're going into a war zone. That's not the expectation when you go to school. And it just, I would, I, I thought the movie, of course it was shot as a, Hey, here's all the kids you don't hear about kind of thing. And here's how they cope with it. And anyone who doesn't take that from it and wants to approach it as, oh, what culture is trying? No, fuck off. This affects people, whether you like it or not. But it all right. it goes back to what we've said about Sandy Hook. If they didn't give a shit about 21st graders being gunned down and shot in the face, they're not going to care about anything. So don't, I guess my point of that was, don't base whether or not you watch it off IMBD reviews. Mm-hmm. It, it's a worthy movie yeah. to see the others that are left behind in school shootings. I thought it was yeah. phenomenal. The acting was great. And listen, I thought dance moms is a stain on our society, but she, Mandy Ziegler or whatever her Maddie, name is, yeah. Maddie yeah. was phenomenal in it. Phenomenal. I thought she did such a good job. Like that movie is so worth the watch. And I think all parents should subject themselves to it even though it's painful and it's sad and it hurts it's so sad i suck it up princess fucking baby yeah it's just it's so good and i think too like what's important is that like as a parent and i'm not a parent but i'm assuming like i mean obviously i well i mean i feel like i raised katie to a certain extent so like i get that understanding of like being fearful for their life right like and but it's the idea that like you want to protect your kids so much And after this happens, you want to protect them even more. And they pull so far away that it's just, you're just literally. Also, you don't have to have children to want to protect them. No, (laughs) I'm just saying saying you don't have to have birthed children to want children to not suffer. (laughs) I'm just saying like to understand what your kid is, you know, going through. Cause like, I get it. And I know, I know kids suffer. It's just that like that connection you have with your child and you're like, how the hell do I fix this for them? Because I'm, I need to, and it doesn't fucking happen. And then you see your kids struggle and, and it's just so good. So very, I thought it was also a really realistic take on the parents because you don't know how to react. Like you don't want to, you don't want to force them, but you, you want to give them space to let them know. It it was a really good movie. I thought if you zoom yourself out like 30,000 feet and really look down at it, it's a really good, I, I felt for those parents. They cared. They loved her. They didn't know what to do. Right. No one knows yeah. how to how to cope with that. Right. How do you prepare yourself to teach your 16-year-olds how to cope with right. that? And like, then the, one of the best parts was when the girl finally comes in and hugs her mom. Oh my God, I love that. And just like yeah. words vomits and then she leaves and the mom just like grabs a glass of wine and just like <laughs> chugs it. She's like, yeah. I don't want that much truth. Like, <laughs> but I'm going to take it all right now because I just, I she She sucked it up though. And she was yeah, like, she no, thank great. you. Yeah. Her eyes were like saucers. You know, it was just perfect. So well acted. I just was very, very, very impressed with it. Julie, what are you obsessed with? Um, I binge watched The Witcher. Oh, is that good? Yes. Okay. I've been wanting to watch it so bad. It kind of takes a minute to get into. Um, It's a little bit slow, but when they get into the mages and some of the female badass actresses, they 
fucking kill it. All right, I'm gonna watch it just and based on this because I tried and I couldn't do it. Yeah, but I'll let, do it, let too. it get, get so the Witcher is kind of like uh, like his act. Well, but it's uh, the same guy that does Superman, Henry so, Cavill. Yeah. yeah. So I th- thought it he's was gonna fine. be okay, but yeah, he's all right. The mages, one in particular. Talk to me about the women. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't want to know about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Superman. Superman. Got it. Yeah, got it. Her, her name's Jennifer. She's fucking badass. Okay. And um uh, sold. They, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and another yeah. one, they, they call her Siri with a C C I R I. She's another one who's in it and she's like younger it's it's just the the females in it are fucking badass so So i highly and it it does kind of jackson made me think of when you were talking about a different show you're talking about how they don't like push the narrative it does get slow at sometimes but stick it out because the whole concept of it is really good if you it's a little well it's a lot of it sci-fi and I thought that the stuff that they go through with the elves kind of touches a lot on like Indians and how they had the land first. It was really interesting, like different things you can take out of it. But um, the women in it are fucking badass. What's it on? So, um, what's in case it? our Netflix. yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, yeah, The Witcher's on Netflix. Yeah, no, it's it is worth it get through the kind of slow times but it, it is a good good show okay uh before we close out um full full offense um fuck you if you are uh one not vaccinated and two refuse to mask like let me be honest with you i don't give a shit if you're not vaccinated and you have your own personal decisions your own personal medical stuff like cool mask because my my three year old is now suffering from what we assume to be long COVID, and he's so distraught by it, he just peed in the pantry. This kid was potty trained. I just got a text from my wife that he peed in the pantry because he's so terrified to pee anywhere else because of whatever hallucinations are going on with him because of long COVID. Um, he won't eat. He hasn't eaten in two days, and he won't drink. So, um, if you've made a personal choice to not get vaccinated, fine. You need to fucking wear a mask because there is people that don't have that option yet that you're fucking affecting. And the fact that my three-year-old is now suffering in a way that I have never seen him suffer before. Um, honestly, you can fuck all the way off. I don't, I don't even care if I'm hurting your feelings at this point. Like I, I don't care. I don't care. He's, he's in tears every day. He's in pain and he has had COVID for over a fucking month, a month. He was at the ER last night and he still tested positive a full month after he first got it. So full fucking offense. Fuck you. Honestly, fuck you. Don't get vaccinated, but you need to wear a mask and this whole, um, medical freedom thing (laughs) your medical freedom ends when you affect other fucking people all right i uh, we're we're not so we're not so young that we we don't remember the aids epidemic and a bunch of straight people wearing masks to to protect themselves from gay people that they thought were spreading hiv everywhere like just wear a mask don't don't be a dick 
just stop being a dick, man. And if you're feeling sick, stay home. Yeah. If you're feeling sick, fucking stay yeah. home. And if you have to go out, if, if you're a single parent and you have to go out and because you have to go to the grocery store, or you have to do whatever, wear a fucking mask. Stop being such a selfish piece of shit because we don't know how long we're going to have to deal with this for. And we don't know how this is going to long-term affect him. So full fucking offense, fuck you, be responsible and, and, and think about someone other than your, your, how you feel like, Oh my God, I can't breathe. Fuck off. Like every surgeon in, in, in modern medicine has worn a fucking mask for 16 plus hours to perform medical surgeries on you. Fucking nurses, CNAs, all of them have worn fucking masks to take care of you. Uh, dentists, dental assistants have worn fucking masks to take care of you. So please fuck all of the way off with your bullshit. I'm, t- I'm tired of it. You, you, you assholes are the reason that we're still here. You are the reason that we're still dealing with this. You are the fucking problem. And I don't care if that hurts your feelings. Don't fucking bother emailing me telling me you're not going to listen to the podcast anymore. I don't care. I don't care (laughs) because once you have to see your three-year-old cry and whine and blather in pain for days on end, refuse to eat, refuse to drink, refuse to participate, refuse to laugh, refuse to play. I don't care how you feel about a fucking mask on your face. How about that? That's what I'm obsessed with. Fuck off. And fuck you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. This is our anti-Joe Rogan fucking podcast. No, really. <laughs> I, I know that people oh, have medical flat. reasons and Slow stuff that they don't want to get vaccinated. Flat. And that's not for me to decide. Like, I'm not here to dictate anybody's personal medical shit. But you can wear a mask. You can. That is something you can do that doesn't fucking affect you. And if you are so medically incapacitated that you physically cannot fucking wear a mask in public, you shouldn't be in public during a pandemic Mm. because you could catch it too. If you are that susceptible to an illness that it could fucking kill you, that you can't wear a mask in public, then you shouldn't be out in fucking public. Okay. Like you are risking children. At this point, you, you are, and I mean this in all sincerity, a piece of shit. Okay. You are a piece of shit. You are a selfish, narcissistic motherfucker. Wear a mask because right now I hate you. That's not being edited out. No, I'm not editing it out. Fuck them. (laughs) She edited herself out. (laughs) Hard pass. (laughs) Fuck you. I wish I bet all the way off. And when you get there, you can go ahead and fuck off again. How about that? Yeah. I'm so proud of you. It makes me mad. I'm watching my son suffer because people are selfish. And and your bullshit political, whatever you spun up in your head has made you an asshole. So own your shit, own it, and realize that this this stuff, this shit is on your hands, whether you mm-hmm. like it or not. The blood is on your hands. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You, you, you pretend you care about children's welfare, about, oh, my kid has to wear a mask in public. Oh, fuck you very much. Okay? This is your fault. Yeah. 100%. The same people that are anti-abortion are the same people spreading yeah. that shit to the fucking kids. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. 
And like I said, people have reasons for not getting vaccinated, but you don't have a reason to not wear a mask. You just don't. Right. You just fucking don't. So great. Have a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Peace, love, and harmony. Have the weekend you deserve. Have the weekend you deserve. (laughs) And uh, for those of you that do care about the general population, have the best weekend available to you. I would almost bet that almost everybody that listens to this podcast is vaccinated. Like if not, and even if they're not, masks. they're wearing masks. Yeah, yeah. Right. not go back and listen to like the last ten episodes. And you know what? Things. And if you're not, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> exactly. you're not wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye. Fierce Fan Media. <laughs> <laughs>